You know, it's really convenient you were able to get the extended model, Lou. Yeah, I didn't know you could get a DeLorean with a back seat. Yeah, they only make two of these. Who owns the other one? Other Lou. Who's Other Lou? He's another Lou. You see, I was using that time-traveling phone of yours to call Topeka, Kansas, and somehow opened up a portal to another dimension, which resulted in the existence of another Lou, who also owns a custom-made extended model DeLorean. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that there's an alternate version of you Oh, hey, that... my phone! Oh, damn, battery's dead. Yeah, I didn't have a charger for a 1998 Nokia flip phone. Sue me. Would other Lou have one? Would other Lou have one? No! Look, let's just stop at a gas station and get a charger. Paul, what kind of ass-backwards, outdated, run-down, hick-owned gas station chain would still have a charger Nine for says a... there's an SO in 20 miles. Do you think they'll have any creepy glue? Autobots, transform! <laughs> well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 14 of Transformers Energon. It is Energon Grid. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Kickers v. Dallas, soon power became known to Megatron, and I think to Alpha Q, although Alpha Q is going to realize it again, but in this episode, Megatron's rattling and rolling. Yeah, we're out at Unicron, the whole place starts shaking, because Megatron is creating comets that just pop out of Unicron. Yeah, it's really weird, especially... Okay, yeah, he's creating comets, and they're going out of Unicron and going to Earth, but the animation of it is just Megatron going, (laughs) and then them slowly in, like, a weird bot fly extraction removal thing. It just looks (laughs) weird how they're coming out, and they're not really comets, they're like... Well, I guess they're comets, but they're metal. Yeah, they kind of look like the Mobile Fortress thing, and uh, yeah, Scorponox yeah. thinking about what happened last time with that Mobile Fortress, but where he blasted Megatron, and Megatron seems to buy his story that it was just an accident. Oh, you were trying to flatten the Autobots with it, and you just accidentally hit me. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's flashback, right? Because he's pushing the one of, or this one Commodore, I guess all three, with Tidal Wave, and I forget if there's anybody else there, but oh, he, Scorponok is like, hey, why don't we warp these things to Earth, which would make a lot of sense, and Tidal Wave says, no, this will scare Optimus. Prime, and that doesn't make any sense, but no. we're doing it. <laughs> It'll strike fear into him, yeah. And now at Ocean City, they activate the Energon Tower, and Carlos tells them the comets will reach Earth in six hours. This is after Carlos complains that they left him all alone, and I'm pretty sure he's been all alone at that monitor yes. every time we've seen him. <laughs> I've never seen anybody with him. <laughs> He's, lo- he's losing his mind alone in a space station. But uh, yeah, Dr. Jones says, oh, don't worry about it. The Energon grid will protect the Earth. <laughs> but uh, Optimus <laughs> reminds him of well, that Energon grid isn't finished yet. He actually says, don't quit your day job, which in the context, you, you say to somebody, don't quit your day job when they're doing something that isn't their job. But Dr. Kicker's dad is doing his job and Optimus says, don't quit your day job. So is he like an Uber driver on the side or like, what's his deal? But yeah, the tower on the moon is all set now they just need to get the one at ocean city that we just saw working working and then kicker says it's going to be a hell of a fireworks show and then i guess misha is like seven now because she's like fireworks <laughs> yeah she's like in a schoolgirl skirt later on i mean i guess she is now but they they, they play her i know they're the same i assume they're the same age but she is played as very immature despite i i'm pretty sure she's a 
doctor or at least a scientist. Yeah, because I mean, you know, she was still in doctor. the control room before, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, and uh, Ironhide doesn't know what fireworks are, which I kind of like. Like Transformers sometimes plays that really well, where a Transformer doesn't know a very human thing, except they just like eh. inanimate it. Where Bumblebee's like, yeah, of course you'd be able to breathe. What's breathing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so they're all waiting for fireworks. And then Megatron, actually, this was another thing I did like. Megatron starts talking about his plan to Cyclonus, I think. Or no, Demolisher. And it part of his plan involves killing all, their hu- all the humans and then using their sparks uh, again in another army. And Demolisher has to explain that, no, that's not how a spark works with a human. Once they go out, they're gone. Yep, and Megatron's like, well, they're poorly designed, aren't they? <laughs> and, okay, did that sound like it was a different voice actor? That didn't sound like David Kay, did it? It doesn't sound like David Kay for a lot of these lines. I wonder if, like, you know, he had a cold or something, or, or if it's even him. They brought somebody in, yeah. Uh, so we go back to uh, Dr. Kicker's dad. He still can't figure out what's going on, so they get they assume it's something on site. I'm pretty sure there'd be Omnicons there that could look, but whatever. He sends uh, Kicker and Molly and, uh, oh, they take Jetfire and then Ironhide follows. Yeah, they're gonna go to Desert City and find out why that damn tower won't light up or whatever it is, and they uh, get to Jetfire and how come she doesn't get a fancy suit? Like, they got him all decked out in his fancy suit, but yeah, they space bridge. Uh, this is what I'm saying. She She's in a schoolgirl skirt and he's wearing that suit for his safety, and then she in just, like, a skirt and stockings and, and like you know flats is like hey i'm gonna go inside the building all by myself see ya and they're fine with that but then kicker's hairdo alarm goes off and he gets jet fire to fly him up the side of this tower and oh boy does this tower go up we're gonna see how fucking tall this thing is and then ironhide comes through the space bridge and this was just looney tunes he transforms my note and grabs onto Jetfire, loses his grip, falls a few feet. Then he jumps back up off of nothing yeah, to yeah, grab he, on again. He crawls up thin air. Yeah, <laughs> grabs on. It was absolutely. It was like Acme level Roadrunner <laughs> Looney Tunes. It was. Oh, it was great. Um, I mean, it was dumb, but it was great. So uh, then we go back to um, Cyclonus, who is still. He's still being reformatted as whoever he is. I guess, yeah. He's still got all those cables around him against yeah. the wall, yeah. And Megatron's just laughing his ass off because he can sense the Autobots starting to panic. And Demolisher thinks to himself, he's become blinded by his own power. And Megatron heard him think that. Yeah, he, he even reminds him, hey, like, you better tell me what you, you're thinking because I can read your thoughts. And I think uh, Demolisher's like, oh, I was just thinking it'd be good when Optimus is dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And back with the Autobots, Jetfire joins Optimus and Hotshot in space, and he left Kicker and Ironhide to check out the inside of the tower that's, like, it goes into space. It's 50 miles high. It, to <laughs> see if they can't find where the, I don't know, kink in the hose is. Like, it, it'll take them forever. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. There's Omnicons on site. But anyway, they, they realize out in space, they realize that if the grid on Earth fails, they're going to need the moon, Lunar City. I guess there's a Energon tower there so lunar city will be the front line um and then the is it it's just uh, optimus hotshot and jetfire right yeah if lunar city fails to defend the earth then they'll have to do it themselves and alpha q thinks it's a slim chance the autobots can protect the earth and then he says by the way the energon will be theirs well 
Not if they protect the Earth. You just said there's a slim <laughs> chance. Alpha Q's is insane. Although, you know what? Here's something I want to say about Alpha Alpha. Alpha, alpha Q. Alfalfa Sprout Q. Um, is I was complaining a while ago. Oh, there's a space for a fourth face. And they hadn't had one. And I think they have now. I think I was wrong when I said that. Yeah, the but purple it's like, one. Yeah, the purple face is the fourth one. And I think that's the logical face. It's the one that's becoming interested in Kicker. Uh, speaking of which, is uh, getting dropped down into the darkness again. Yeah, here we go again. And again, Ironhide can't hold the light straight or whatever it is. And, and they're trying to find the problem. And Ironhide is like, Kicker, if we can't fix this, we're going to die. And Kicker's like, well, we're going to die eventually anyway. And it's like, that's kind of morose. And like, even Ironhide's like, what's the point of your human lives if they're just so short and, and you only get one? Yeah, this was... Okay, I, I get, again, I get what they're trying to do. Where there's a an, a a lack of understanding, or they you know they can't see eye to eye because of different species. I get it, but Ironhide needs it explained to him that people don't want to die. Yeah, he he doesn't understand that concept that humans don't want to die. Yeah, like if you couldn't have your spark put in a new body. Wouldn't you be scared of it too? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's like we uh, whatever. He, he's Ironhide is honestly rivaling Optimus into my least favorite for this show so far. <laughs> his idiocy knows no bounds. Mm-hmm. But then his light reflects off of something, and when Ironhide puts it back, a blue transformer throws something up at him. Yeah, and um, they well, they fire at it, or Ironhide fires at it, and then is this when they see all the Omnicons and the? Terracons in the ground? Uh, they do eventually, yeah, but uh, right now, though, it's just these two Terracons sitting there, and Alpha Q calls one of them Blackout, because I guess he had to call him something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Kicker hears this and thinks, that must be Alpha Q, and commercial break. I think commercial break, and then when we come back, Alpha Q, like, watches footage of that, so we hear the exact same thing again. Yeah. But then we go back to... Uh, his, Oh, no, we go back to uh, Murray, who gets um, kicker reports in, hey, here's what's happening. So she sends Sky Blast out. That'll come up uh, in later. And then, um, oh, then this is when they see, they look down a pit, Ironhide and Kicker, and they see a bunch of, dis- it looks like destroyed Omnicons and the, the Terracons. Yeah, and they figure that's why the tower's not working, because there was a battle and something must have got damaged, I, I would guess. And now the comets are passing Mars, because the planets always line up when shit like this happens. You know, this is going to be in order. And uh, Optimus forms Voltron. Burning, you know, a good half minute, 45 seconds of screen time. And then uh, Kicker Oh, yeah, he, he lures the um, Terracons out with Ironhide's Energon uh, disc coin star thing. Yeah, he tries to lure them away, but then he realizes they can't because they're too damaged to fly after him. So he starts going down to them, and they shoot at him, but they hit Ironhide. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't understand Kicker's motivation. I mean, last episode, he follows them and talks to Demolisher a bit. I don't get why... I know it's voices in his head, but it just doesn't work for me. Anyway, um, we, uh, we the comets are coming up to Earth, and uh, Megatron and Demolisher, they show up, they're going to watch. Um, <laughs> I think and... Megatron's even like, let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at Lunar City, um, Inferno like you know says, hey, attack. They turn on their Energon Tower, and uh, Optimus and his Autobots, like they open fire, but it just doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't do a damn thing, and back in the tower, Kicker gives the Energon 
the Terracons, and he figures that's why they came to the tower in the first place was to get Energon, which begs the question, if they were eating Energon from the tower, why are they still damaged? But yeah, Alpha Q thinks, oh, this human is interesting. Why is he doing this? Yeah, I, you know what? I agree, Alpha Q. Why is he doing this? It doesn't make sense. I I can see where it's going. And we've, you know, Paul and I, we watch episodes in advance, dear listener. We make notes for them. But, but I, like, I get I think I have an idea of where this is going, but right now it makes no fucking sense that anybody's motivations would be what they are. Whatever. Um, then uh, we go to Hotshot and Optimus, and uh, Rodimus Prime shows up. Yeah, and he's got hundreds of Terracons with him, and they these Terracons just destroy one of the comets, and Megatron thinks this must be the work of Alpha Q. Yeah, Rodimus even like goes inside, blows it out, but then there's two more, so they, they send the two other comets at Earth, and then uh, the Terracons with Kicker, they eat the Energon, and they heal up and then Kicker calls into Maureen. Yeah, and says we're all set, like how? What? You, you didn't fix anything? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Autobots keep blasting, but it still isn't doing anything. So then they use the power of Energon <laughs> and start glowing <laughs> and fly out and start pushing back on the comet. Yeah, all we'll have to use all of our Energon power. And that was so, oh, whatever. It, this is silly. This was very, very Looney Tunes. Maybe the most Looney Tunes episode so far. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, what, where are we now? Yeah, so they start pushing away, and then um, I guess it's not working, or they're entering Earth's atmosphere because a bunch of tidal waves or the water level rises around um, Ocean City. Yep, and at one point doing this, Optimus even swaps his arm and his leg on one side around so he has that drill thing on his hand. He just tries drilling at it, and Dr. Jones is like, man, just get away from it because we're about to turn on the Energon grid. Which they do, and it blows up the comet just in time, and then the Decepticons run away. Uh, Scorponok has a little comment about how impressive it is. Oh, they have a, a shield. Very, very impressive. And then uh, at Ocean City, it's fireworks because it's all the parts of the comet blowing up in the sky. Yep, and Misha's excited for fireworks, and Ironhide likes them too, but then Kicker's hairdo alarm goes off again because there's a spaceship landing out in the desert. Yeah, and the two Terracons run off. They run off and get on the whole time Kicker's like, I sense that it's here for them. I sense that they want to board. I sense that they're <laughs> flying away. I sense this. I sense that. Who sent it, Kicker? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, they fly out to it. The thing blasts off and then flies right through the barrier. So it's some barrier. It, it almost looks like there's a... a what like part of the grid opens up. It's whatever. It's weak as shit. Yeah, Kicker thinks, oh, we should just let them go. Like, All right, but uh, he... Th- thinks it might have been Rodimus, and Ironhide thinks that's just silly, and uh, by the way, I put a homing device on one of those Terracons, and Kicker kicks him in the leg because that's his way of saying good job. Yeah, we, yeah, that's what Marcia says. So this is how he says congratulations, but but it's all played wrong again, because Ironhide's like, haha, I got a tracker on it. What do you think of that? I showed you. Ironhide, that's the smart thing to do. It, it makes complete sense that you would put a tracker on one of these things. And now with Alpha Q, they want to know why they helped the Autobots, but then one of their faces says Rodimus somehow got control of the Terracons, and now they need to deal with Kicker. Because, sure. Sure. 
As soon as he gets a visual, Inferno starts blasting at something half a mile across from 250,000 miles away on the moon after Dr. Jones says it's entering Earth's atmosphere. Now, I'm not saying that couldn't be done. Hitting a target that size from that distance, they bounce lasers off things left on the moon by the Apollo astronauts that are only a few feet across. Accuracy isn't the issue. Time is the issue. The Decepticons pushed these things from Jupiter to Earth in six hours. That's 60 million miles an hour. There'd be no time at that point to do anything, much less say they're entering the atmosphere because you'd be dead before you even opened your mouth. Why did they wait until they got so close? Get out to Mars and deal with the Decepticons pushing the friggin' things and then just change their trajectories. But nope, that would involve physics and they clearly threw that book in the fucking bin. A tower 50 miles high and they send the human and the idiot and to find the problem, this thing would collapse under its own weight or fall over if you sneezed on it. And there wasn't even a problem with the towel, it was just two banged up and smashed Terracons inside. They didn't fix anything, all they did was feed the- Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dip Pickers podcast show. Energon Grid, Paul, did this cover everything? Uh, this one was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it, I, was, it was silly and dumb. Yeah, it was uh, It was not good. Pretty good chance of being my least favorite. Definitely least favorite so far, but uh, it's got a, it's a strong contender. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's definitely probably in the top three for me if I had to make a list right now. Um, it, I, the one thing I did like, because I, I mentioned, like, why don't they make the Omnicons do it? Why don't they just get the Omnicons to restart it? And then it turns out, oh, the Omnicons are, I guess, dead, and these two Terracons did it. If that had been the focus of the episode and more horror-based, without this stupid comet moving very slow but somehow also fast storylines, it would have been way better. Not even that. Like, a a comet that size would not destroy the Earth. It would do a lot of damage, yes, but uh, Google this, dear listener, if you want, like how to destroy the Earth. Like it, it gives like 10, I think, actual ways you could do it, like get something the size of Mars and arrange to have it smash into the Earth at such and such a speed, or get an Earth-sized ball of antimatter and do that, and I think the last one is wait. <laughs> like, if nothing else, if you just wait a few billion years, the sun will take care of it for you. On that cheery note, uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Rodimus, friend or foe? I'm betting friend. Uh, if you want to make two friends, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we don't go on it that much anymore. Sometimes. We're not a, Yeah, but I'm at John Sophie. Paul's at PMacPerson1. If you do want to get in touch with us, though, you can email the show, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. So there's a hundred bumblebees flying down the road and uh, they need to refresh themselves. So uh, they come to a, a fork in the road and 99 of them turn off and fly towards the shell station. But one flies towards the SO station. Do you know why? Why? Because he is an SOB. Would you two shut up back there? <laughs>